And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Shoe flat pie, an apple pan, don't it makes your eyes light up, your tummy say how did The Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror! <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror! I am one of your co-hosts, Chris Tyler, a.k.a. the Hand Metal Hero, and I am joined, as always, by my cohorts in crime, Luke Giaconetti. Well, dunk my bread in the gravy. Indeed. His brother, Jason Giaconetti. No, wait a minute. This isn't that dumb story about the time you and your friends found that pirate ship in an old cave. <laughs> and, of course, two true freaks, OG... Chris Honeywell. Is it grosser than the Scab Collection? Oh, it's grosser. It's grosser. And uh, if, in case you couldn't tell from those very, very obscure quotes, we are covering a uh, forgotten, some would say, anthology horror movie from 1990 called The Willies. Uh, now, this is a movie that was infamous for me back in the day. Uh, because my buddy had said, hey, man, did you ever see that that movie where, where Mikey from the Goonies tells scary stories with his cousins? I was like, no. He's like, all right, we got to go rent it. So this would have probably been right after it hit VHS, so like 91 or 92. And uh, I had never heard of it. Um, you know, I'm only 11 years old. I'm not really starting to watch horror movies that much yet. And uh, we rented it, and my God, my God. <laughs> This movie. My God! My God! Oh my God! It's broken. I think you were at the right age for for oh, this movie. Exact perfect age for this movie. I was like, well, how bad can it be? It's it's got it's got Mikey from the Goonies, and uh, so. Uh, also called Mikey in the Goonies too. Yes, yes. He plays a character called Mikey twice. Uh, yeah, this movie is uh, it is a uh, is written and directed by Brian Peck, who I can't find anything else out on. So. Maybe uh, for yeah. good reason. Probably. You want, you want stuff for him? If you've got it, drop it. He, okay, so um, he plays Scuzz in Return of the, the Living Dead. Oh, okay. Um, which is, you know, I mean, that's probably the best, most he's known for. He's an announcer at, uh, for Fridays um, during Man on the Moon. He's in the movie Holes in a small role. X-Men uh, United, he's a small role. That's pretty much all he's been. Um Okay. You know, yeah, but he's Scuzz in uh, Return of the Living Dead. Nice. Okay. This, uh, well, then this movie makes a hell of a lot more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, you say so. Yeah. Well, it's an anthology. Well, Does it really have to make sense? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this movie is bananas. Um, this is before the Goosebumps, R.L. Stein, Are You Afraid of the Dark period of the 90s. Um, 
So it's definitely on that edge of what's acceptable to show a child for horrific effect. Uh, And it is not really horrific if you're above the age of 10. Uh, It's more just what, what, how, why? (laughs) Who bankrolled this? Uh, And it's, uh, we got the, we we have our, our overarching story, our frame story of uh, Sean Astin and two of his cousins in uh, his backyard in a tent, camping out, telling scary stories. So we have just a couple of small little bits, a couple quick, quick little hits there, and then two larger stories with the, you know, obviously the framing story coming to to complete the uh, the narrative arc, if you will. Um, and it's we start off with one of the oldest urban legends in the book um or in life i should say where you go to the fast food restaurant and you're served a fried rat gross it's gross i mean it's designed to be gross the whole setup of it is gross and cheap looking and of course (laughs) you know if you're a kid you're like yeah that's crap i was hoping that they did the real even more vile urban legend where the, the, the they go in there and they have a little lap dog and they want they want to feed the lap dog but there's a language barrier so they do it's at a Chinese restaurant so they you know do a like eating pantomime and then point to the dog and you know you know get some food for the dog and they go oh, okay and they take the dog back in the kitchen and bring him back you know fried up for him that would have been better yeah than this uh we, yeah, but that's that. This this is this is this is wonderful, because, you know, because um, first off, I love that the that the woman that gets the fried rat orders that gigantic ass bucket of sixteen for piece herself. for herself. Yes, sixteen yeah. piece for herself reminded me of the show Lost, when Hugo from Lost worked at the uh, Mister Clucks. Yeah. They said, Hugo, you owe us for an entire sixteen piece bucket. He goes, I didn't need a whole bucket, and they get the the security tape. Do we have to watch the whole tape? Uh-huh. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, and also I do have to say that uh, this movie, it, it made me want some fried chicken, so I guess it did its job on that front, right? Yeah, so, fried chicken comes back again later on, so. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm watching this, I'm like, man, I, I'm watching this, I'm by myself in the house, I'm like. Quick man. aside, speaking of fried chicken, when I was in <laughs> when I was in Queens a couple, couple of weeks ago, we got a little hungry, we stopped at Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I finally got to try that Mountain Dew Peach Lightning. Oh, oh my yeah. God, oh my God. <laughs> they need and to we bottle know you that. Are a Mountain Dew aficionado like i well i am and was so you know kind of thing yeah i'm a mountain doer okay <laughs> i said you're i you just said that you're a mountain dew aficionado i, I stopped doing the do recently but that peach do i do every time i see it i just yeah. did it and i want to do it again <laughs> it's good to be the king uh, he does it oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes but and, I know, I mean, that, a, that was... Like a pile of shit. <laughs> you resemble a bucket of shit. But, uh, no, I mean, that, that, I mean, it's funny because they said with the framing story with the kids in the tent and then they're telling the urban legends and you get the, it's a quick hitter, right? Yeah. Because you're like, okay, is this really the the, the movie? And then it's over in, in like four minutes. It's like, oh, I get it. And now it, and it brought a, it brought a smile to my face. Like it's, it's simple. It's silly, but it was, it did amuse me. So I got to yeah, give it, it that. It is very silly, and it's it's so Technicolor and so pop art the way that it's you know it's the most garish, <laughs> ridiculous yeah. early well, yeah, 90s. It, set I mean, design. it really gave me a low rent, Stand by Me crossed with yep. um with uh, Creep Show. 
ripoff vibe. You oh, know? yeah. There's lots of elements of the story, these stories that are very similar to Creepshow, but they took it down an extra level because these are as if the stories were really told by kids. Yeah. So I remember sitting around with kids telling each other stories. Those stories were truly fucked up and nonsensical. And this captures that <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from from that quick hit, we move into a slightly longer um, vignette of the haunted estate, where uh, <laughs> we have a um, not very well hidden parody of the haunted mansion from Disney, uh, <laughs> where an old man gets so terrified on the ride that by the time the ride is over, he is dead. <laughs> With where the gag at the very end is a big sign saying the haunted estate is closed for refurbishing. <laughs> so, again, it's, there's not a lot to it. And it's yeah, ridiculous. It used, to, it's like, it used to be that scary. Like, I, I mean, okay. But the problem is this, is that uh, at Universal, they have the torn, they have torn, uh, Twister, right? The, uh, no, you stand anymore. there and whatever yeah. kind of thing. No, they, well, got no, they used to have, tw- yeah, we used right. to have and the problem was between Twister, we were on Twister, and it was like, holy cow, like, this thing was amped through the roof. And then the next, we went back the next year and did it, like, wait, what happened? Like, they toned this ride way, way down. Like, you know, so it's not unheard of that rides used to be, you know, more intense and whatever. Like, you know, I mean, so it's one of those stories, like, oh, I could totally kind of, like, start believing that maybe something was so scary and someone died and they had to tone it back down. It's one of those urban oh, yeah. legends. That, I'm sure you know, there's some Disney urban legends about things that were too scary or too intense. Oh, that I'm sure had, people, yeah, people have probably have died on rides at Disney. I mean, it's oh, been operation that yeah. long. And, Just yeah. by there's, statistics, there's, they had to. Yeah, there, there's there's been a few deaths at Disney, um, in in both both the apart both Anaheim, both California and Orlando. But they're they're believe it or not very rare considering. Well, I would um, believe certainly, it, judging by the rides, personally. Yeah, but, but I'm saying, like, uh, just one I remember, I, I don't remember if this was in California or Orlando. I'm sure Scott Gardner's going to jump through the phone lines like the Adam and strangle me for bringing this up on a Future Freaks podcast. But, like, um, it was a, uh, a a cast member was killed on the un- on the Carousel Progress because they got caught between Ooh. two moving walls. Ugh. Crushed to death. And so now that's been redesigned where the walls are, they're, they're, they're collapsible. You can push through Break them. Away. Yeah. But, you know, but that's, again, I mean, just by the sheer number. Right. Just by the sheer number of people. But I imagine like six flag rides probably oh, yeah. more people. Get that. I mean, I mean, you're, I mean we're, we're all from the Northeast originally. Do, I mean, do you guys remember, what was it, the, uh, Dark Kingdom or whatever, whatever it was called, the Haunted Kingdom in at Great Adventure, when it burned down, it killed like what, oh. like uh, like a dozen people or something yeah. died in that. That was, I mean, that wasn't that that wasn't that long ago. That was within our lifetimes. I mean, that I place was essentially that. a fire trap. It was a it was a temporary structure that was um, it was meant to be only a temporary structure, but it was so popular that they. Uh, that they 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 kept it up full time and then like I said it, it I said it was just a it was just a horrible tragedy, but um, the thing that struck me about this segment is this is the fakest doom buggy ever. He's got yeah. this thing strapped to his back. I mean, come on, he's trying to be the doom <laughs> That's low rent even for a low rent movie like this. Well, it's low. It's even more low rent in the fact that it's not using the um, you know the uh, the ghost mirage 
thing, you know. Uh, they're just they just got uh, not even animatronics. It's just dudes in costumes coming out to scare right, you. Right, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what if Disney had no budget? This is yeah. what it would be. Okay, and, and just to close the loop, it was the haunted castle at Great Adventure that uh, burned in, 19, in May 11th, 1984, trapping and killing eight teenaged visitors. Six Flags Great Adventures and its parent company, Six Flags, were indicted for aggravated manslaughter and accused of recklessly causing the deaths by taking inadequate precautions against a fire. The trial goes into about the details, and the trial jury found the defendants not guilty because Six Flags to this day has uh, contended the fire was arson, actually. But, I think uh, the again, most recent one is the decapitating water slide, I think is yes, uh, the latest was, one. Oh God, that was, I saw that story and it's like, God, that's just horrific. I don't even, ugh. That's, uh, especially since it wasn't just one dude on it. It was three people on the raft. Oh. One guy got decapitated. The other two had to sit there with the the, the corpse. Oh, ugh. God. It's it's a, it's enough to give you the willies, I swear. Oh, <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, but this, yeah, this, this was, I love the girl at the end of this, too. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And uh, now the infamous scene from this movie is another one of the vignettes that is... Um, it is no longer on most copies. Uh, Jay, you did say it is on the, the current DVD copy. I'm pretty sure... Well, the DVD I got, I'm pretty sure it has it on there. I thought... I'm, I say that, I'm like... I am like almost 100% sure it's on that. But um, I don't know... Uh, when they, you know, was removed or whatever, and I can't imagine it makes a whole lot of sense to remove it. You know, I can, so. well, I'm sure some uh, group got up in arms about it, because uh, it is called Poodle Souffle, and it's that old chestnut of the old lady who gives her dog a bath and wants to dry him quicker, so she sticks him in the microwave. See, and that they they toned it down from the original microwave one, which involved a baby and a and a babysitter who just got too stoned. Yes, yes. And and lazy, and just. But, again, to dr- yeah, but those are those are both old school urban legends. You know yes. the, uh, the the hippies and the California cheeseburger story. You know, which uh, we're all familiar with that. That's the baby sandwich that the hippies. You know. Because they're so stoned out of their minds on Yeah, man. Can't get past me some of that baby, man. Good. I, I always wanted to make, like, a food blog and call it California Cheeseburger just to see oh, who she got. <laughs> you know what, though? Oh, man, but, have... but you know what? You know what? I will say for a I little... I want to like, see that as a movie. California Cheeseburger? California Cheese. I want to see a crossover with the California Raisins. You set you set up California you make it look like a, a throwback movie to those seventies like Hollywood hot tubs or something. Yes. Like you have this giant painting of a cheeseburger you know, Jack Davis characters coming out of a giant cheeseburger. Yes. And it turns out to be a big cannibal movie. <laughs> yeah. In the Hollywood Hills, all these hippies eating <laughs> Yeah. All right, Cash Rogers is found here. There we go. So um, <laughs> I will say for a little four-minute short, it does build some good suspense because she's, you know, um, Pookie or whoever is drying off in that in that you, microwave. You she's think okay. it might be a twist and, and she yeah. just dries him off. That I was no. like, are they going to take this to, to – to, but nope. <laughs> no, and it's it, – and it's it, as cheesy as this movie is. The 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 overdub of the dog whimpering while he's in the microwave is 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 truly unsettling. Um, 
this is yeah. where I started developing theories about this movie because I, <laughs> I, because I, I remember in a discussion that we had on a chat, you were like, there's a missing scene. So I was like, okay, I'll find. And as soon as I saw the one scene, okay, I don't remember that scene from the movie. That must be the missing scene. And it was the dog in the microwave scene. I watch on yeah. YouTube. Yep. But yep. it had this weird rubber faced Mac tonight. Yeah. Uh, host introducing it. Nah. Well, what about the lady who used the microwave to dry off her poodle? And then I was like, could this all have been possibly like a retooled pilot for like a Nickelodeon show? Because it's PG. It's like PG rated and like it's a perfect kids. Hor- you know, it's like those that in between to real horror movie things, you know, like like Krampus or something where it's it's not too like when the poodle explodes, it's just brown goo. It's not a bloody bone brainy mess like it would really be <laughs> um but it, it, yeah, it, maybe mean, that was gonna be that maybe they like had had it edited together some other t- way with this guy being sort of like the crypt keep, keeper character of it or something but yeah. i was just like who the hell is this this guy i can't the movie in any way shape or form yeah i couldn't find out where that youtube version comes from I read through like four pages of the YouTube comments and I couldn't yes. find anybody saying where it's originally from because everybody Maybe got recut for television or something or they tried I don't to take know the footage from it and use television. it for something else or something. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of is that it was that somebody cut these because on that clip, not only is him introducing the exploding dog, but then he talks about the the the, the second long second the fly boy. Right. So obviously this is not just, oh, this is just some compilation tape where they took a bunch of random crap and cut it together. Obviously, they must have had access to the willies. So I yeah. I don't know on that one. Must have been a rights <laughs> thing, because, I mean, the, even the, the Wikipedia page doesn't give you anything, you know, and it's if you just type in the willies on on Google and just try to find stuff, there's like nothing. There's nothing out there. I, you know, it's uh, like we were saying, if we were if we were a responsible podcast, we would have looked up the director and uh, done a little research on this. But uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Screw yeah. That. Well, well uh, Jay, you mentioning that it was um, the guy who played Scuzz in uh, Return yep. of the Living Dead explains why Clue Gulliger and um, James Karen show up in the yep. next chunk of the anthology, yeah. <laughs> which That's... which is uh the fly uh which is the bad, bad apples. apples bad apples yes yeah bad. well the thing is that was originally filmed in 1985 as yeah. a short and then he cut it in here so that that's that's why they're not in like i mean obviously they're in that and then like and at the very end you have whatever but it's like you know it makes perfect sense 85 that's when they filmed uh what's what? that's when they actually filmed uh, uh return of the living dead right around that time so yeah it's uh yeah, so the bad apple segment um, is uh, your typical boy goes to school, boy's kind of nerdy, boy gets bullied. Here's where the twist comes in. He has to use the bathroom. He goes to the bathroom, and um, we find out that the helpful janitor is uh, actually a monster in disguise. <laughs> it takes like, revenge upon revenge. the cheated. 
Yes. Trace and the kid pee. has the fastest drying pee of all. Yes. Well, it, 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 it comes and goes at different parts yeah, of the. He has. He has uh, wet spot, no wet spot. wet spot, no wet spot. No wet spot. No continuity in urine. No, no yeah. urine continuity. And um, it's, it's a longer segment. Um, it is not well acted by any stretch of the imagination, other than um, the uh, other than James Karen's performance as um, as Mr. Jenkins, the janitor. Um, just as an aside, the teacher is um, yep. Kathleen Freeman, who you Ms. may Tit remember. Marsh. Ms. Titmarsh, yes, she is also the teacher in Hocus Pocus. Yes, she is. So uh, why don't you give us your laid back California? California opinion on this topic, sir. <laughs> she was what do you call? She's also the. You know, it's funny. Uh, last night we were watching an episode of Golden Girls, and she played Mother Superior. I'm like, yes. oh shit, that's when Sophia. When Sophia decides she's going to join the, the convent, yes. Well, isn't she yeah. also? Yes, she is. She is. She hosts the cooking show. She's Microwave Marge in Gremlins too. Yes. Yes. Oh my Microwave god. Marge. Some people like to use a little. I like to use a lot. That's that's she's, like she's definitely in those like like the 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 thing um. Hey, I know that guy. It's it's a documentary about like character actors and stuff like that. Like, yeah. uh, she's definitely one of those people. Like, she's like, you've seen her a ton of places. Yeah. You know? well, it's, it's like, other, it sounds like, like is it that sounds she like is. she's like the go-to castrating old lady yes. character. She she is she, she's in thirty-three and a third as that, the. Okay. Remember yeah. the line she has is where um who is it? It's um and Nicole, Anna, Smith. Anna Nicole Smith is where the, what are you doing in my bathing suit? You know? Yeah. Now it, it's, I'm trying to. Is she? Is she from? She is in inner space. Yes, she, she is. She's the one who has the gun. They they'll go gun lighter, and he has the dream where she getting shot. He screws everything up, yes. and right, I think right. And he's like, oh my god, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. she lights her cigarette in the store, right? Oh, she's so, also yeah, Blues Brothers. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, she's sister, sister Mary Stigmata from the Blues Brothers and the Blues Brothers 2000. She's got she's got a, a curriculum vitae longer than my dick. Jesus Christ. 1948 to. <laughs> 2003. <laughs> I was gonna say four movies, man. That's uh... oh, oh, hey now. oh, sick hey now. bird. He also was in a bunch of movies with uh, with Jerry Lewis. With the ruler and the castrating. I, uh... With the monster in the toilet, I like him. <laughs> That's the thing. This movie is going for funny ha-ha. It should be going for funny ho-ho. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is totally all over the place. Uh, this yeah, segment I, is... I love, I love the bully kid wearing the Iron Maiden Killers t-shirt. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if, if you had any doubt what year it might have been. Yeah. Now, the acting was not on point, but the, the, the outfits and the hair were, uh, were on point. Yeah. yeah. And the and oh, the socks. The, yeah, the socks. The socks definitely. The, the the tall socks with the stripes. Yes, we were all there in the eighties. Absolutely. I know I oh, was. Yeah. Jay, you were too. I, <laughs> I could be that kid. I got the, the killer's flag on my wall as I'm showing you guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully no janitors get me. Yeah. Well, I what do you, what did you guys think of the monster in this? Thing? I like that design a lot. I liked it too. Yeah. Yeah, it for, like for a, I would have only liked it even more if it had been stop motion, but it was still for a, for a puppet. It was a very nice puppet, yeah. and I I love it. I when I whenever I see that, it's like it's like here's 
here's where the special effects guys get to shine. And, yeah, you know, right. you know, they spent all this time figuring out, you know, how they were going to work it in the stall and going up through the air vents overhead. Yeah. And yeah. it was that, it was great. That well, was even the, yeah, uh, that was a part I, I really appreciated about it, like yeah. you say, is blocking it out in such a small space. I mean, it's one thing yes. to have a creature effect out in the open. Even even in a regular room, but a bathroom is hard to shoot in. Even like a a um, a, a a commercial bathroom, like in a school, it's hard. There's not a lot of space in there, yeah. and that's yeah. clearly a real bathroom that they're shooting in. For most and, of yeah. It, yeah. So <laughs> it, I was to very perform. Uh, actually, build a set. <laughs> well, like I said, but like, obviously, obviously they had to they had to do like the stall. I'm guessing was was a was a yeah, set. Right. But uh, but yeah, but just shooting in and around the bathroom and all that stuff, I thought was just really well for a low budget film. I thought was very nicely done. Yeah, and especially the, um, not catching themselves in the mirror or anything. Yeah, no, there's a you boom know. mic later on that you can see easily in the next segment. But um, right, but this one, but the boom mic is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, even the um, the the peeling off the skin effects are are really good. Like yeah, for what it is, it's really surprising how well the practical effects were for for the creature in this scene and and, if, and the and the putting his skin back on yes. effect was really nice for yeah, a he, for a yeah, practical he, effect yeah when he pulls the mask over his head and it's then crazy. starts talking it's like okay that is really well done that's yes. beautifully i guessing it's a disguise cut and the way his so hands sharp. were going on too was neat yeah it really is nicely done yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, I didn't remember a lot of the movie, but uh, you know, I remember I remembered that creature design because it, you know, if you're an 11 year old kid and you see that, like, wow. I think that's the crowning achievement of the movie is that creature and yes, and the way they pulled it off. I, and I, I love the way that this kid keeps just having to go back. You know. Usually you go into the bathroom, you see the monster, you run out. You never go back to that bathroom. This kid has to just keep going back to the bathroom, back to the bathroom. Well, it's all Miss fault. Till he's like, screw it, I'm going to use this to my advantage, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what you got to do when the when the uh, bully with the Iron Maiden t-shirt starts picking on you. You do what you yep. got to do. But uh, the, uh, I, I did have to laugh a, uh, a monster in the toilet. You know, this is still a post ghoulies world we live in. folks. It's, it's all we're living in now. <laughs> but um, pre, oh, what was that Stephen King one with the with the shit monster? Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher, yeah. Oh, pre, yeah, yeah. it's in that that gray area between ghoulies and dreamcatcher of toilet Somewhere horror between ghoulies and dreamcatcher lies the truth someday we'll do a series like... we'll, we'll do a series on toilet horror yeah it's been isn't it like somewhere between yeah. live free and die and famous <laughs> potatoes is the yes. truth somewhere between live free or die and famous potatoes that is the truth of america right there yeah, <laughs> yeah the the little twilight zoney uh bite at the end is the one of the parents of the dead children comes by and the principal is asking where the uh, the kid is and what happened to him. And all he says was, I didn't see him except for this morning, but he was a real bad apple. Yeah. And uh, they pulls out the kid's shirt and starts cleaning the school windows with it. But a <laughs> bloody shirt, bloody, wet, yes. bloody shirt. 
after being completely suspicious about not yeah. liking the kid yeah. <laughs> and being the last one to see him alive. <laughs> it was the 80s or maybe the 90s. Well, it's, that's how you would tell that story <laughs> if you were a kid. It's sort yeah. of like that Stephen King story, The Boogeyman type story where it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's just like. Yeah, and when when that started, when they were like, and then he got a job at another school, I'm like, this is still going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ending seemed like a de- the 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 shot in of him putting his skin on seemed like a pretty definitive ending there. But <laughs> but uh, that brings us to the interlude where uh, the kids are all kvetching about um, you know the veracity of of said story. So uh, one of the co- little cousins decides to tell. His story that he knows really happened. The true this, story. The yeah. true story. E true Hollywood story, the Willies. Uh, this <laughs> this uh, segment is titled Flyboy. It is not about a World War II flying ace or Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> Sadly, also, there is a distinct lack of fly girls like on In Living Color. In this that, is yeah. that is I, true. I, I find this one a mix of two t- Stephen King stories. Yeah. App pupil. <laughs> Yeah. And um and uh, Jordy Verrill and well little Jordy Verrill but um the story the the story the gross out story of the Pukathon in yeah. Stand by Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Flyboy introduces us to Gordy Belcher played by Salute Your Shorts's own uh, Donkey Lips Michael Bauer. There's a there's a reach for you if anybody's mm-hmm. my age and watched Salute Your Shorts on Nickelodeon. Um and Gordy is uh. The overweight, uh, antisocial jerk kid who bully, passes yeah. bully, who passes by a uh, farmer named uh, Farmer Spivey uh, every day on his way home from work, and our friend Gordy goes in and steals some of uh, Spivey's uh, manure, and you're saying to yourself, why the hell is this kid stealing manure? Yeah, especially after. Uh, Farmer Spivey threatens to uh, to shoot him. <laughs> so um, we get home, and Gordy basically races downstairs to the basement of his family's house, where we see him um, pulling the wings off flies. Red flag. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Pulling the wings off a of fly. Those were the good old days. Yes. <laughs> the halcyon days of animal torture. Uh, <laughs> When you pull the wings off a fly, they're not a fly anymore. They're a hop. That is true. Uh, speaking of hop, um, no. <laughs> I couldn't find, a, couldn't find a segue. Not only does he have this fly collection, um, we're going into Buffalo Bill territory, not to, you know, um, skinning humps territory, but... Push the uh, lotion in the basket. Push the fucking lotion. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my fucking dog. Uh, sorry. One of my favorite movies. Uh, Gordy likes to set these de-winged flies up in these uh, tableaus of everyday life. So we, well, not everyday life, but scenes. We we have him with the uh, like a medieval crusade with a castle, and in his mind he's hearing the sounds of battle. We next go to a church one where a little fly is on a cross. It's really fucked up yeah. for a kids movie. <laughs> Where he's hearing the you know the organ music and the choir, and then we go to one where it's basically like a '50s diner where they're all uh, you know sitting on the stools, and he's hearing some rock and roll music. Uh, and let's just say it gets weirder from there because <laughs> uh, his parents have kind of had enough of his shit. 
um, because he's so awkward and creepy. Um, and they're on to the fact that he's de-winging all of these these bugs, and they've just they've kind of had enough of it. And um, through the course of this this much longer story, uh, <laughs> Gordy has a couple of bad dreams where he's um, interrupted by the farmer in his dreams. Uh, Kirk Cameron and Tracy Gold from uh, Growing Pains, no less, yes. who are actually dressing the character in the movie. How they pulled that off, I have no friggin' idea. Um, somebody owed somebody a favor. It was no like shit. a Jackie Chan and the Man from Hong Kong type of thing, I'm guessing. Yeah, and well, uh, Jer- Jeremy Miller's in the movie, and he play who plays he played Brad in the movie. He, he was did? Ben Sebron, yeah, and he, yeah, he's Brad in uh, in the movie. He's uh, from Growing Pains. He played yeah, ben yeah, yeah. I couldn't couldn't pull him out. Couldn't couldn't Sorry. recognize him. All right, well, yeah. you know, it's not really worth thinking that much about because it's just a pretty. Crummy movie. Um, sort of like friend. Dick Cavett and the and and uh, Zsa Zsa oh, and Fred. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, and Gordy also sees himself uh, frozen in his own fridge with flies all over him. Cut to another dream within a dream where he wakes up and he's uh, sitting in a bed full of maggots. And oh boy, it's yeah. Some- it's some bug inception level shit with bug this. Inception, bug man. dreams within bug dreams within bug dreams here. But it's but like was uh, there a top spinning. I don't think so. I was gonna say <laughs> it's like uh, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, this. This was how many years before Inception? <laughs> yeah, it's a, a Christopher Nolan. You stole it. You yeah, stole it. Chris Nolan, you hack. I agree. You stole my story. Wait, that's wrong. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Gordy is uh, he's a little tripped out, but you know what? At this point, he decides to go all fuck you. He goes from zero to fuck you overnight, even after that terrible dream where it's like if you keep doing bad shit, bad stuff's going to happen to you. Doesn't care. He uh, decides to uh, bake some flies into a bunch of cookies, pretend to be a nice guy and feeds them to a, a young lady. So he gets dismissed from school. He also uh, heads back to uh, Spivey's house and Spivey. uh invites him in after uh, he cuts himself and uh, says, let me just bandage you up. And here you go, Gordy. This is for you. This is my miracle manure, um, which we've seen as, in a segment on the local news as showing massively huge crops. Um, so, and uh, with this miracle manure, he puts a couple of flies in after his family has totally taken out all the flies because they've had enough of his shit. Um, and he pulls the one. <laughs> We've had enough of your flash shit, Gordy, Gordy Belcher, uh, Jordy Verrill, Gordy Belcher. And uh, he's got one little string of sticky tape and uh, outside his window. So with the last couple of flies he has, he sticks them in the manure. And, um, well, this is where we go fucking bananas again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we find that the jar has burst open and there are three human-sized, really badly designed oh, flies. Oh, they, they spent their their special effects budget on the monster in the toilet because five these guys earlier. are these guys five, are like Halloween costume him. level. This is bad. Like Rented really Halloween bad. costume level, literally. Really, really bad. And um, much like any good horror anthology, you got to have a little twist. So uh, these three big-ass flies go and they, um, well... They pull the arms off Gordy. (laughs) And uh, parents come in in the middle of the night to find him armless, almost catatonic, 
And the door closes, and the three big-ass flies, we assume, take out the parents. Because why the fuck not? Yeah. Woo, boy. You know, by the end of this, I really like Farmer Spivey. Oh, he's great. He's <laughs> I like that guy. The janitor, I like that he's the best like... Character in the movie. I like that this he's like, yeah, I can grow giant carrots and end world hunger, but somebody's going to abuse this formula, so screw y'all. I don't yep. care. I'm going to... You done me wrong, Gordy yeah. Belcher. <laughs> well, I think that the thing, and and then after, you know, assumingly the parents are dead, it does an Inception fake out again, where Gordy wakes up in 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 the hammock, and he is, you know, we hear a fly buzzing, and he goes to uh, swat the fly off his face, and he has prosthetics, he has prosthetic uh, arms. Not even the good ones. Not even like yeah. the man with the, with no arm from uh. The, the 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 fugitive he's yeah. got the big the big pinchy ones <laughs> so so it's like yeah. did the flies not kill his parents i mean we don't know it it, it raises more questions than it answers frankly that's yeah, this movie in a nutshell anyway by that time <laughs> it's by that yeah. time it's just just go with it because you know yeah. that it's some yeah. sugar addled 13 year old telling the story you know yeah. Yeah. there's five minutes and left then, in the movie and then he had no it. arms and then they gave him prosthetics and then yeah. They had to give him hooks for hands. And then it was hooked. But, yeah. uh, you know, the thing is that, I mean, you talk about the red flag warning signs right now. I mean, it's one thing to pull the wings off of flies. It's another thing to breed the flies in the manure. Yeah. Then dump them into a different jar where you you kill them with nail polish remover by soaking a cotton ball with nail polish remover until they are dead or at least um, or or either dead or immobilized. Yeah. Then you pull the wings off of them, and then you're storing the wings, and then you're taking the bodies without the wings to make your little scenes. It's like this never seemed like a bad idea, mom and dad. Right. You know, it's like you're you're gonna you're gonna go into the uh, you know they're you're gonna be on the front page of the papers because he was such a quiet boy. You know, he never you never would him. have suspected him. He <laughs> kept to himself with his hobbies most of the time. So did Ed Gein, but yeah. that's a story for another day. Uh, <laughs> so man Farrell gets was... up to a lot of things all alone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. And needs a hobby. Keeps the hands busy, I say. <laughs> That's right. I'll, I'll say that, though, this movie does belie its subliminal between the Iron Maiden and the, the TV station being K-O-R-N. Yeah. There was definitely some metal love going on in this movie. Years some... before Korn was a Korn thing. Was even in, he wasn't even a thought yet. No, Korn was, Korn was, ar- like, the, Korn was around, but he was like something like, like the metalheads who were like, a couple years older than me that were really into stuff were just, I remember about this time period, they were really getting into corn, but they were, it was, corn was like corn and Sepultura were the oh, two bands that they were into that no, that they could go like, Oh yeah, I listen yeah, to well, metal, cor- but corn I listen to corn and Sepultura, which yeah. you guys would never have heard of anyway. Corn is yeah. Corn's still a few years down the road because they, they didn't start hitting until the mid nineties. Uh, right, this? right, right. But, but were, yeah, this, this guy was probably listening to their independently released, or, or it's just a coincidence. But I like, think I think it's more a coincidence because it's supposed to be this really yokel yeah, area that they okay. live in. Like, we don't like. They, I just thought they went for K O R N because they yeah. wanted to get it in there because usually you put a W at the beginning of it. Well, well unless it's true. west of the it would have been W H I K or something. 
Well, but they're they're in the they're in the uh, you know they're in they're in the west. They're west of the Mississippi. Oh yeah, okay. Hitler is there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's rock it now. Okay. Well, I want to see. I want to rock it. And corn. Let's rock it to this epilogue. <laughs> so. Well, you know, an anthology's got to have an ending, right? That's you true. Can't just, you can't just finish without an anthology ending. That is true. So uh, the epilogue is the boys in the tent again, and Mike's dad decides to come out and check on them. And uh, we uh, hear the voice of James Karen. Uh, we don't see him yet. And he's like, hey, dad, they don't believe the story about Mr. Jenkins, you know, but it's true, you know. Watch you prove it to him right now? And <laughs> Mike's dad says, do you think they're ready for it? And Mike just says, go for it, or absolutely. I can't remember the word exactly. Go but for it, I think. Is go a- for it. And uh, we see that Mikey's dad is Mr. Jenkins, and he proceeds to pull off his face. Cut to the music. And yeah. it's basically the end of Twilight Zone, the movie. Yep. Yep. You got it. That's it. It's the anthology ending, so... Oh, yeah, again, it raises more questions than it answers. I don't know. How is this kid a kid if this guy is his dad or his uncle or whichever it is? Right, uh, there's a whole family. There's a whole family well, I, here with this guy involved. If they're and, cousins, are they cousins on the mom's side then? Or is this another couple of like other each other? Yeah, well, I mean, do, do they kill the other two kids and eat, eat them? That's the... That's the uh, that's Again, the impression I got. Like, you're thinking cut way the outside too of the hard tent about this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Hero is right. We're overthinking this. You way take it as it comes. This, this movie <laughs> had an exploding dog. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Kirk Cameron. So you can't take any of it seriously. So. Oh man, this this, this movie is. I was I was legitimately surprised that this was not. You know, that this didn't get picked up and released under another, like, a full moon label down the road. Because this is a type of movie that Charles Band would have fucking loved. Because it's cheap as hell. And and he made all sorts of movies that were aimed at kids. You know? That were of similar quality. <laughs> this is right up that alley. So if you like, like, Prehysteria or, um, you know, Alien Pet Shop or uh, any of those other, you know... Those other movies. This is right up your alley. So I was man, this this I mean here I'd never heard of this. Yeah, nobody has. Willies. You know what movie is honestly, you know what movie I first thought of when you said the Willies? I thought of the Munchies. Which yeah. is the Gremlins type of movie with with all the crazy fast food stuff. Oh, I don't know that one. I you don't know the Munchies? One. Yeah, Ooh. that was that was an HBO movie for Jay and I. That was the one I thought. And then I saw the the poster art, I'm like, no, that's not the Munchies. And, so and don't get it confused with the Monchichis. Oh, Monchichi. The, 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 the Monchichis. Oh, so it's often cattle This This is what... This I just looked up the I'd poster never for the heard of it. Yeah. I, I had absolutely zero any, any radar on this one at all. I was prepared in the first five minutes to be like, oh, this is going to be a slog, but I ended up enjoying it all the way through just because yeah. I was constantly it's so <laughs> trying to figure out what the fuck was going on yeah <laughs> yeah well, i like being in that state you know at least if it's going to be something like this i was like okay they're not they're trying not they're not being r-rated but it, you know but this is like getting into like almost david lynch levels of surrealness and dreamlike it was it's it was a weird combination of like 
competence and incompetence. Yeah. <laughs> All thrown together. Well, it's like any anthology, you know, some of the stuff is going to work better than others. Yes. And it's, you know, I wish they would have thrown some more urban legends in there. I wish they would have just thrown five or six, you know, one or two minute quickies in there just for fun. I mean, but that idea has come around, you know, with like yeah. VHS and ABCs of horror and that kind of sure. stuff. So it's, you know, it's just one of those precursors. And I, again, I'm a sucker for an anthology movie because, you know, some stuff might not work for you, but there might be one thing where you go, okay. That was totally worth it. Well, once it, you know? once I found out there was an anthology, it's like, okay, you only have to wait a 10 or 15 minutes at the most before something else is going to be, something altogether different is going to be happening. So, you, you know. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's short. You know, it's like 86 minutes with the credits. Yeah. yeah so you don't really have enough time to be either offended or to ask too many questions because it just keeps right. barreling along. And it is one of those movies that had my friend not told me about it, I never would have known about it, you know? So it's one of the, the great things about back in the day when, you know, some people had cable and some didn't, or, you know, your local video store had yep. stuff that other places didn't. Yep. And you're just looking through the racks and you just pick something out and you find it. And it's, I mean, it's telling that it's 29, 28 years later and it's something I'm like, oh my God, the willies. Yeah, I don't yep. know if anybody's even ever seen that other than me and my friend. I'm sure some people have because I, I mean they I at least thought it was. DVD. I thought it was going to be a low, low budget The Frighteners. That's what I was. That's sort of what it sounded like it was going to be to me just by the title. <laughs> yeah, that well, that see that that would have made it actually a good movie. A, real, a low budget Frighteners, The Willies. That. The, oh and, man, the willies. And then they made a sequel. Was called the Heebie Jeebies. You know. Oh <laughs> yes. I don't know. I mean, again, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I, 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 we've talked about this on the show. I I have such a soft spot for VHS horror like this and, uh, yeah, might be coming soon as an aside, gentle listener. But, uh, so this, I, I, I enjoyed this as the goofy, ridiculous movie that it was because it was, there was so much cheap ass VHS horror like this. And this one just stands out because like I said, it's, it's got that kid focus and all that. It really did. It really amused the heck out of me. My and, first uh, thought was, I, man, I hope a lot of kids die in this because all these <laughs> kids are obnoxious. <laughs> oh, they do. Number. They do. Well, this movie had everything I wanted. It had dead a dog, dog blowing up. Dog, dead dog and uh, children dying. So there you go. I said, yeah, so, and, and fried chicken. So right up your alley, right? There. Oh, I do love me some fried chicken. I'm not. I'm not kidding. That's a shoot. I was watching this movie and I was home alone. I'm like, man, I could go get some fried chicken. Oh yeah. I said, Milo's got that good deal on fried chicken going on. Right could now, use man. a bucket like, of no, rat. You don't need to eat eight pieces of fried chicken by yourself, you fat ass. I could <laughs> use a a bucket of rat in the box right now. Ooh, rat in the box. There's a smell in the air that reminds you of hair. You've got something to get. And it looks like your pain. Aren't you hungry? First we take some rat parts and fry them up real nice. Then we skin the kitties and barbecue the mice. Guts in a cup, yum! Mouse on a stick, wow! French fried fleas and beer batter tits. We fry what you want. You won't. 
a little gamey. Oh no. Yeah, yeah normally you gotta uh, pay extra for that kind of action normally, so Yeah, so uh you know, if this is one of those ones if you got younger kids and you and you kinda wanna get them into horror. Uh, this one yes. might be might be one to show them, it, it, depending upon what their tolerance is. Um, because gotta, it, yeah, I think they gotta like the gross out stuff because that's... yeah, I was gonna say like 11, 11 to thirteen. Well, it depends on how sophisticated a horror kid you got there, you know. Like you know, Jason, your daughter would just be like, whatever with this movie, you know. Yeah, well, but, she started like, but... watching some with me. She was watching some of it because I was watching the, through YouTube, and she's like, "What are we watching?" I go, "The Willy." She goes, "All right." Like, <laughs> like she wasn't like, wasn't like, "Ooh," like I was like, "Eh." Yeah, yeah. Said, she's, What's the matter? She's like, "Eh." She's up for the stronger meat. She's yeah. yeah. She's uh, but but like this Which, is that that like Krampus or something like that. Uh, you know, it's in that perfect place of like where it's not a, a you know disemboweling bloodbath. And it's not, you know, it's it's got a layer of goofiness over top of it. Yeah. It's just, it's perfect. But it has, you know, stuff that's just there specifically to freak out an 11-year-old forever. Yeah. To trauma, there's a lot of stuff to like, you know, you, there's at least three or four parts in there that some, you know, future hair metal hero can go like, yeah, that traumatized me at 11 years old, you yeah. know, seeing yeah. the, the image of the kid in the hammock or whatever, you know. Yeah, but the, yeah, round this up and in the the two Gremlins movies and Monster Squad and the Gate and get your the gate, eight nine, yes. eight, nine yeah. ten year old kids and throw it on for them if you're having them all over for a sleep out a sleepover or something, you know your parent the, the other kids' parents won't get too upset. It's kind of like the uh, the Goosebumps the TV show that they did uh, yeah. yes. that was filmed in Canada and stuff like that. That's very Canadian. Hey. Was that Goosebumps uh, or was that Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are You Afraid no, of the Dark was Canadian. Go, well, Goosebumps probably was Goosebumps. It is. Okay. Goosebumps. Okay. I, I never, I never watched either of them because I kind of aged out. Uh, I, yeah, I like I my, either, my kids. Now, okay, like my kids, my kids love the Goosebumps books, and like like especially the older ones. They love the Goosebumps books and all that, and they love the two recent movies, which are are you know are definitely you know, horror comedies for sure. But I had, you know, I never read Goosebumps, and I never watched Are You Afraid of the Dark, because I, I was too old for them. Because, I was too old know, for it, too, and I still watched it, because I'm like, well, at least it's something horror-y. Well, you know, but right, I, I was, right. I'm, you know, you'll, you'll find, and um, I was I was, uh, I was was an idiot when I was a kid also, but I was oh, also kind of snobby about kid stuff for a while. Yep, you yep, know? well, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I say this I as was I like was, like, too. taping, as I was taping Power Rangers and Batman every day on, on Fox. You know, but I was too. I was snobby for kid stuff. <laughs> it's okay. We watched Small Wonder though, so it's good. Oh yeah. Because that was freaky shit. <laughs> I I, li- I like the idea from uh, the the from the P- PVP from the webcomic PVP where uh, uh, he wanted Brent wanted to do an 80s version of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and the villain was going to be an adult version of Vicky from Small Wonder. Oh God. Rome, who was That's terrifying. Now. <laughs> that would be terrifying. <laughs> Wow, uh, but I, I gotta say I appreciate you passing this on, Hero, because yes. like I said, this was not demonstrably, objectively a good movie. No, but it was it, it was. I mean, I had a grin on my face. It was, so, it was fun. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I it loved a fun it. Fun movie. <laughs> yeah, and if you really want to watch it, it is on YouTube, minus the dog scene, which you can also find on YouTube. Yeah. Here's a little here's a little shoot for you. If you put the YouTube video on, you can throw it on like 1.5 speed, and it actually works even better. 
<laughs> Pop through it in an hour, yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's the trick with some of the stuff we got to watch sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell uh, you, even at, even at 1.5 speed, I still feel like I'm still watching fucking Hereditary and Suspiria. Uh, yeah, I'll be not wa- rewatching I'd, I'd, those. I'd rather watch The Willies twice than watch Hereditary again. Yes. Ditto. Agreed. Agreed. So I might do. take one for the team and watch Midsummer just out of curiosity. I'll tell you what. I don't I don't condone piracy, but if you find a copy, yes, I'll, that's, raise, that's a, I'll that's raise exactly. the Jolly Roger. I'm not going to walk into a theater to do it for sure. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it anybody. I don't know. I mean, fool, what, what does Amy Wong say? You know, fool me four times. Right. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> fool me five or more times. Shame on me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's the willies. There's not much else to say about it. Track it down. Have yourself a laugh. Yeah. It's got a great, it's got a great box art, too. The box yeah. art is pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Next yeah. ne- next month we'll be uh we'll be climbing up a level. <laughs> well, th- this a little is, different. Know, I was gonna say yeah. it's funny. No, it's funny. This is kind of th- this one is is sort of like a preview of coming attractions. Like yes. yes. Because of and I can and I, I keep saying VHS and that's kind of the key to uh, to what's going to be coming down the pipe at least for some of the uh, some of our our coverage. You know, we they like both, to cover. They both feature flypaper prominently. Yes. And they, they they both um are are sort of kid oriented. This yes, the next definitely. our next there chapter will all of them yes. And our and, next and chapter and marches v- and, and and VHS uh, uh was the main format for yeah, for it, people to consume the these films. So uh, I so one, I did the, like the this. next one marches proudly into our ra- <laughs> into oh an our rating. Oh my god! Yes. But that's yeah. that, that's 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 a that's for another episode. So uh, any any final thoughts on the Willies? I would like to track down the director and find out what the dealio is with that weird Mac Tonight guy. That's the only thing that's leaving me itching about it. Who the hell is that Mac Tonight? They made a, a costume for some guy and put him in that. Yeah. yeah. Right. You get on that, Chris. You track him now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're on Ryan the is heck. Yeah. Looking at his window heck. like, hey, what's going on in there? Oh, <laughs> this is Don Knotts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he might do he might do the circuit for uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, I mean, he, he, I bet you. I mean, again, he's still making movies. He's still in movies and stuff. Like that. He has he has credits up until movies that aren't even released yet. So, okay. um, but so it's possible he's doing the circuit like Chillers and like uh, Horror Hound Weekend and stuff like that for the you no know, when they do the Night of the Return of the Living Dead. You know, kind of like uh, you know, panels and stuff like that. I could see it. Mm. So. All right. So. Guess well, I guess we ran out of shit to say. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah not say? too much more to say about the willies. <laughs> Look, just go get yourself a big old bucket of rat in a box and sit down. You'll enjoy. Finger <laughs> <laughs> yeah. looking good. Shoot, shimmy, shuffle down. We pass one B.
visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Freaky.